Hello there and welcome to the Career Competitor Podcast, the show that seeks to light that competitive fire within you in order to jumpstart or optimize your career. I'm Steve Mello. We have a somewhat unique episode of the show today. It's also a slightly longer episode as well. But before we get to that, let me tell you about careercompetitor.com where you can learn all about my executive coaching, culture consulting, keynote speaking, just about everything that I offer through my company, Career Competitor. And at the moment, if you are someone who is individually or holistically as a team or organization looking to step up your performance in what it is that you do and move closer towards your optimal self and that of optimal performance, reach out. Let's set up a call. Steve at careercompetitor.com. That's Steve at careercompetitor.com. Would love to set up a free 30-minute consultation with you and learn a little bit more about what it is I can possibly offer you and or your team heading into the new year. But with that being said, let's get to today's episode. So, good afternoon. I don't know if I'm leading this thing or you're leading this thing today, because last time it was my responsibility. Well, last time it was all about me, right? Yes. So, you, you grabbed the spotlight and just shone it right in my face for an hour and a bit and i actually really found the whole experience quite cathartic and therapeutic all at the same time and people actually enjoyed it amazingly so um i had a feeling they would because i feel like anything that's new yeah people get all jazzed about but yeah. really it's the same thing it's it's right we just kind of like flipped it around a little bit right right but i i like what we're doing here though i this is year two, so and I joked with you before in a text message. It's the an- annual chat between Steve and Pat. That's like, right. That rolls right off your tongue, and I don't think we have enough there for an actual podcast because who's going to listen to a podcast that's one episode a year? But this one is brought to you by Fresh Junkie Restaurant. There you go. You see, like how I did that. <laughs> this is my only way to sponsor things when no no money can actually change hands. Absolutely. I don't know that anybody else is clamoring for it yet, but. Mm. Uh, that's okay. I think it's important. Um, gosh, if you think about the last year and the last, how far you've come, <laughs> it was almost a year, almost to a year right around now that yep. we recorded the first one, right? Yep. Yep. Maybe a little bit. Maybe it was a little sooner. It might have been in October. Yeah. It was late October, early November 2021. So, but a recap for that that I will give uh, Steve originally approached me to talk to me a bit about going out on his own and starting his own business. And the ongoing joke that we have, or that I have, is that he told me he had 10 weeks to make it happen. He's like, I got 10 weeks off, basically. I was the only one that came up with that. No one, that was self-inflicted. Yeah. No one else. I have 10 weeks, and that's all I have. (laughs) And uh, what, you know, what did he need to do to get that done? Hmm. And the first thing I did was I laughed, and I laughed, and I laughed (laughs) about his 10 weeks. Respectfully, though, you actually... In, you you laughed internally at first. I didn't laugh at you. You know, it was more of like a six or seven week delay on actually laughing at me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the cool thing for me is seeing all of the incredible, I think, progress that you've made. Mm. And I know this wasn't supposed to be about a, the you know the Steve show and talking about how great you are. But really, you you've accomplished a lot. You you wrote a book. You self-published a book. Mm-hmm. You started a business. You achieved enough business to basically not starve. That's correct. You can and, ask you know, my 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 son and daughter. They're they're well fed. Yeah, they're well fed. I mean, I, I feel like you have <laughs> you have uh, somehow avoided much of the 
of the pain of, of, of some of that some entrepreneurs go through. So mm-hmm. I, in, in that case, uh, you know, it's good. I think I, I'll be honest, starting out a little later in life, I think it was in being successful in other things and mm-hmm. having that work ethic and being able to do that. That was a big part of it. But regardless, I, you know, I'm super stoked for you because I think mm-hmm. you've accomplished a lot and in a short period of time and, you know, are just scratching the surface, I think, of what you want to be. I do remember the other thing we talked about I don't know. It was soon after that. I don't know if it was in the initial kind of meeting where you're like, I got 10 weeks, but I know that soon after that, uh, we talked a lot about what's the product. Like, Mm. what are you going to be selling? What are you going to be doing? Right. And I remember saying, don't maybe, I don't know if I said, don't pigeonhole yourself, but like, I was like, you think, you know, but you probably don't know. Right. And you know, every subsequent meeting you and I had, it was cool. It was cool to me to see it you, you grow and watch it evolve. It evolved, yeah. But it evolved in, in the right way. Mm. It wasn't a, a willy nilly chasing after every shiny thing as much as it was a a refining, you know, kind of thinking of the things that you wanted to do and refining those things into a sellable that people actually wanted mm. and kind of meeting those things. Yeah. And, and if you're lucky, things will keep changing. Well, and that, and you you kind of hit the nail on the head there with, with two things actually is one people people had a lot to do with what it is i'm offering and what it is i do for others now because i listened Uh, i was able to listen to clients that were willing to work with me in the early parts of this year and they were giving me more direction than i think they even realized uh, in terms of how i can be best served in, in in what it was i was offering um again remaining open-minded to this notion that this evolution is only just beginning and i think i have you to thank pat quite frankly when it comes to that ability to encourage me to allow my entrepreneurial side just to have some freedom and i think it's in this day and age it's find your niche and then find the niche within the niche and and then maybe there's another niche within that one too and 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 one thing you were able to really hammer home to me early was that you do that too soon you miss out on potentially so much of the pie um and i'm bouncing around three different metaphors right now but at the same time you know it was it was insight well served because it's allowed me to listen pay attention to what's going on around me be very aware of my of uh the the situations i've been in and allow myself just to just to adapt to hey what's the market telling me i I can be right now what are companies looking for right now what are people looking for right now you know well and you know like i kind of said you don't know what you don't know right right? And, and you have to be you have to be open you have to be able to adapt and 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 keep looking again you know you were coming off of a very almost you know, almost specifically, I don't want to say it was specific, but specifically athletic coaching at an elite level, right? right? Like, and that's a niche. Yep. And you, you, you know, you made it clear, you're like, it's not that I don't want to work with swimmers again, or I don't mm-hmm. want to work in athletic coaching. But really, you know, it was evident to me when we first spoke that like, you weren't talking about doing some of the things I do for clients where I'm writing training plans and stuff like that. That wasn't what you want to do with coaching. And, you know, the kind of connection you and I made early on with talking about coaching was that it, on how mental it was Mm -hmm. and that, you know, anybody that's thinking it's just, you know, more for more sake and these are the workouts and that should solve everything is not getting it. Mm -hmm. They're, They're not getting it in the least or they don't have, 
their coaching prospects per se may not have the longevity that they're mm-hmm. capable of because it's a little it's it's missing the bigger pieces. So knowing that, I knew that you had, you know, you were going from something super specific and and trying to reach into something that was well beyond that, and that's hard to identify. It is quickly. It is, and so that's and that and I know that's just a long way of saying why it why I was pretty sure that what you thought where you thought you were going was going to be you were going to be probably two exits off of that but mm. it was at least a direction right like in, yeah. and as you probably tell lots of people to start somewhere right 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 throw stuff at the wall yeah and uh, i kind of relate it to uh how we first started to get around when the internet first began like good old map quest and it was like you printed off the directions and you could have told yourself i i i know where i'm going i think i know where i'm going like the paper tells me where I'm going, but the beauty of where you are today is the moment you get it wrong, it'll tell you. Whereas things like the map quests of the world back in the day, you only found out you were lost until you were lost. And I think for me this year, I've been lost a couple of times, but I've been very comfortable being in those moments and immediately backtracking and saying, okay, what what's gotten me to this point of feeling lost? What's gotten me to this point of not necessarily having an answer? And the beauty of that is I've become a product of the very thing that I'm serving to other people. And and that was a huge part of what I've been doing this year is not only identifying the areas that I can coach, and I've whittled it all the way down now to leadership and executive coaching, but through that narrowing down process, being able to stop and say, okay, how much of myself, my truest self, my organic self, am I bringing to the work that I do? And how much am I delivering the very insight that I'm providing clients, how much am I delivering and honoring that myself? Because one thing I always prided myself on in the world of sport was, hey, I never asked anybody to do something for the most part that I wasn't willing to do. And aside from swim really fast, once I started coaching, I wasn't doing that part anymore. But in terms of the discipline, the sacrifice, the commitment, whatever, however you want to put it, I wasn't asking anything more of of an athlete than I would be willing to ask of myself. And I I knew I needed to get to that same headspace in this world too. Yeah. Uh, well, we made a couple notes on where we kind of wanted to go with today. You, you were you were talking. You wanted to touch on an you know kind of an entrepreneurial episode, and yeah. Uh, one of the notes you have here, and I think we can dive in, is that you were you asked about how more people than ever after COVID were trying to pursue a passion, mm-hmm. and what that has begun to look like. <laughs> for people. But I, I don't think that you I mean when I think of COVID and entrepreneurial spirit, et cetera, I think of a lot of people doing whatever it took to get through. Not to already just go off on a tangent on this, but that yeah. wasn't your that wasn't the reason COVID wasn't why you did what oh, no, you did. No, absolutely not. No. Yeah. No. But you happen to be you're you're was- still experiencing it in real time along with people in this COVID, right, post-COVID era. Right, and it's all around me. It's all around us. I think there was a much more systematic, conscious approach that I took, deliberate approach that I took to what I was doing. And quite frankly, in terms of life as a whole, a lot of what I've done in the last 12 to 13 months has made a lot of sense too. Um, and and this, is, this topic I wanted to sort of start off here with is mainly because people are finding themselves for the first time maybe going down rabbit holes that they aren't as equipped to go down as they may be thought. It's one thing to have a passion. It's one thing to go after an idea, a dream, however you want to put it. But to suddenly maybe get to a point where you're like, hey, now I'm turning this into a business or hey, now I'm turning this into a service. 
it's like well wait wh- where do you where do you end the passion and turn it into something that's maybe outside of your comfort zone when do you start pursuing that position that role that job that career whatever it is that started as a passion and now has suddenly become a responsibility and through that as an entrepreneur potentially you found yourself in some pretty vulnerable situations where you're being tested like okay this is no longer as much about the passion as it is about the work as it is about the commitment as it is about the planning etc well i would say when i when i first read this when you sent you know sent over some of the ideas the first thing i thought about when i saw this kind of um pursue a passion mm. uh and and you hear this notion all the time and a full disclaimer i have done it all with the idea of I'm good at cooking. I'll open a restaurant right. and done that. Right. Like, I want to be in the fitness industry. I'll be a coach. I'll put on events. I'll do this. I'll do that. I've done it all from this idea of wanting to work in something I love. Mm. What I'll tell you after doing it for 22 years is that love doesn't last. Right. And you know, so there, there's probably lots of people out there, and I'm not trying to discourage anyone, but there's probably people out there that during COVID were like, well, I'm good at this. I'm going to start this as a my entrepreneurial mission. Yeah. The thing that, the second thing that you just said that's most important that is actually probably more important than a passion for what you're doing is a passion for the work mm-hmm. and a passion for figuring out how to run the business side of it. A right. thing that that's still after 22 years, I still... I still challenge and yeah. challenged with. I'm lucky to be surrounded by guys in uh, the race industry, especially that are very much those guys that are very much, uh, much more operational mm-hmm. than I am. Uh, Cause I know that I still, and these are conversations you and I have. I mean, for instance, I, I'm, I like to write. Mm-hmm. I still can't put my finger on how to turn that into something beyond that right it's not that i I don't want to work on it but i know that my shortcomings sometimes after doing this for a long time are the business sides of it and how to you know how to how to monetize and you know so it comes down to yeah there's a um you got to be sure that that passion doesn't kill the things that you love (laughs) right right uh but i still you know full circle i still believe that we can do stuff and be entrepreneurs in things that we love to do. And then that does eventually make a difference, Mm -hmm. but you'd be, you'd better remove all the Disneyland notions (laughs) from it really quickly. Right. Because you'll find pretty soon you're like, Oh, I don't, really like this anymore <laughs> like yeah I, I was good at baking apple pies but i've have i have orders for 450 of them and it's right. just me making them i don't love this so much right. anymore Turns out by the 300 it's not as fun anymore right and i think what's so funny over the last year is that this podcast has turned into a place for a lot of entrepreneurs to come on i've had more entrepreneurs on the show in the last year than i think the first three years combined you know, so it's it's just naturally kind of become a space for that. Yep. And and then I've obviously been going through my journey and, and you and I have continued to to build on our relationship and I knew you were just the ideal person to bring on because here you are, as you said, with twenty two years of experience in this area, and here I am still very much a rookie, if you will, in this space. And I am already able to just identify through the many stories that I've had throughout the year talking with people and obviously getting to know you 
that there is that line. If it, if it is this sort of X, Y axis sort of thing, at some point that curve will start to dip back down. The passion will keep going up. The enthusiasm will keep going up. But as the demand for work goes across, at some point the passion will start to lower. Some t- at some yeah. point the excitement will start to, 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 to evaporate in front of you as you start to realize that my day is no longer a day of necessarily passion ahead of me. But it's responsibilities. It's items that I've got to check off on right. a list of many, many things that I need to check off. It is 100% the thing that you, I remember, uh, probably I've told you, I was like, it, it's called fun for a reason and it's called work for a reason. Right. No matter if your work is quote unquote fun or something that you love to do, right. it is still work. And, right. when, you know, you you have to do those things or you will find yourself, again, either hating it mm. or not being super successful at it or wondering why or, or, or spending a lot of time maybe not doing the things that you should be doing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it is a, I mean, again, I'm at this point unhireable and that's okay. <laughs> you you still got a little time left. <laughs> so I'm, I'm creeping up on it. You're creeping up on that. <laughs> so I'm, I'm stuck doing this for forever, but, right. it, but it's a different, you know, I, my wife and I've had this conversation before and she's like, well, what if you had to wear a suit to make ends meet? And would you go? I was like, I'd never do that. She's like, mm. well, what if you had to? I was like, you don't understand. Right. Like I'd mow lawns. I do right. something like right, right, right. I'd be doing something physical before <laughs> I would be putting a suit on. Like I'm no longer that guy and it, I can't do that anymore. You made that clear to me though, that you've seen me in a shirt a few times this year and you've seen me in a t-shirt and you're like, the t-shirt's more Steve. Like it yeah. just is. <laughs> My job is sometimes to, to bring things back down to earth. I'm just I, some of the places I walk into, a shirt is better served. That's all I'm saying. But, I understand. Um, but the I love that you already brought up this notion of um, of work because it can be fun to work. And I think there's this a big part of the last twelve months for me has been studying the market that is corporate America, and obviously with great resignation and. Uh, quiet quitting and you know all, all this stuff that's out there all these theories and storylines that we even want to call it at the heart of it is people wanting to figure out how best they can work each and every day and be fulfilled in the process and it the entrepreneurship illusion if you will presents this notion of have fun be free you know do what you love but the word work doesn't get mentioned enough. But only but if you are an entrepreneur, what you know is work. And for the most part, most days, only work. But there's something about that commitment to the work that you find love for. And I again, I say that now still early on, but there are certain days where I s- literally do not stop from 5.15 in the morning until about 5.30 at night, which was my traditional day. Yep. Back in the day as a swim coach. However, I was not having fun most of the time during that 5.15 to 5.30 shift as a swim coach. I was so, hey, I got to get to here. I got to get to here. got to get to here. got to take care of this. And before I knew it, yes, the results of that job were fun. But the doing of the job, a lot of the time, wasn't all that fun. Whereas now, I can be in this flow state for 12 hours straight as an entrepreneur and look back and be, Wow. I just busted my ass for the last 12 hours, but man, did I have some fun in the process. The thing that you said uh, just a second ago that made is a, a real shift on what it means to pursue a pa- passion or, you know, if you love what you do, you never work a day and blah, 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 mm-hmm. all the euphemisms, right, right, right. all that, that. 
it's do you it's the fulfillment of the work that you're doing right. that's that's what people were looking for and that's why they the things people know that provide them fulfillment are the things that live outside of their workplace for the most part they mm-hmm. enjoy their running group they enjoy mm-hmm. wine with their friends they enjoy knitting whatever like the hobbies and they had more that, time to do that that, that they have yeah, that they these hobbies that. that are their supposed passions mm-hmm. give them fulfillment mm-hmm. so I don't, I, I don't know. When you said it, just kind of touched on something. It, it's that the work gives you fulfillment. And the only other thing that people know about the, those things are the fun things. Right. And that, that I think it, that's a, an opportunity for a big disconnect. They mm-hmm. think that if they're knitting these hats for a living, right. they'll get to knit all the time. And this is going to be so much more fun than, right. again, just like I said, and by the 300th hat, right. they're like, I don't and, like knitting and anymore. That, that passion was once an escape from something, yeah, but now it is your everything. yeah, And and then you're in that moment, again, you're right back to where you were, where you are now working all the time. And fulfillment's a great word for it. It's a word that comes up all the time in what I do now is looking at someone across the table while they talk to me about this specific situation that they're they're trying to handle within their organization and be able to look at them and say, well, if we were to do this based on what you've just told me, would you be fulfilled? Would you be fulfilled with that situation? Would you be fulfilled with how that scenario plays out if it were to play out the way you just described it? And that sense of fulfillment, another word really for satisfaction, let's, let's be honest, being satisfied in what you're doing as human beings, I've come to learn in those last 12 months as I've had all the roller coasters of being an entrepreneur, that feeling of satisfaction is as great a thing that we can be, be pursuing. What do you think? And I'm way, way putting you on the spot because I'm just diving Bring into this. Because, uh, so what are the questions you have to ask yourself about work that makes it fulfilling? I think people, and one thing I always try to steer away from is these really vague, but for whatever reason have been turned into motivational, like know you why and, um, you know, trust the process. It's like, <clears throat> they sound great and they look great on a caption on Instagram. But if you actually keep asking why at certain point, someone has to actually give you a reason and an answer. And I, what I'd like to do with a lot of clients now is talk about, okay, if we're going to get you to a point of satisfaction or fulfillment in the work that we're doing, what are, how are you intending to measure this? What are you measuring this against? Yeah. I mean, I just wrote down the word. How do we define? Yeah, define. Right? How, right. how do we? What are we measuring this against? Because in those vague terms, those motivational terms that are quite vague at the surface, we we can tend to be quite guilty of being pretty vague with what we want to. We think we have an idea of what it is that we want, and because we're measuring ourselves against this vague concept, we're left with a lot of energy that's just like unable to be identified, unable to be satisfied, if you will. Well, and when I know from experience, we aren't defining it. We're not defining what it means to, we'll take you. What does it mean? Like when I would ask you, like what, and I I did ask you, what does it mean to be a coach? What does it mean for you? Like, what are you going to be doing? Mm -hmm. Like most people, when they are going down this entrepreneurial path, they say, Again, I'll keep you. I'll use the apple. We'll, we'll be using the apple pie thing because it's it's pretty simple. It's like <laughs> I'm good at, at at baking apple pies. What does it mean to be successful at that? Well, to sell a lot of apple pies. Okay, right. well, cool. But you forgot to define how many you know sourcing apples. Maybe you hate 
doing ordering. Maybe you hate slicing, making the dough, like, but those are the things that you have to do to do. Right. Like, and if you don't define all those things while you're building it, you end up with another job. Right. And that is the thing that entrepreneurs, I think that, you know, there, I don't remember the name of the book. There was a, it was a maybe it was the e myth. It was it was basically that notion that like eventually you're not building a business. You're building an uh, you're you're just still a pie maker. You're the mm. worker, right? right? Like you right. you can you can't outwork, and so that's why it kills your passion mm. for it because you're the one that's doing all of the things and you can't do all the things. Right, right. And you even alluded to doing you know some things of recently about you know having a coach for yourself and doing sure. those things because you realize that you can't do it all i can't do it all and i can't always be the one responsible either and i i think that element of responsibility plays a part of what we're talking about too and just to be clear like this isn't this isn't an episode of either become an entrepreneur or don't become an entrepreneur because i actually think we all have elements of entrepreneur in us and we for some, sure some of us see it out differently um and i actually have zero sort of emotional attachment to whatever decision you make because everyone that I I have my client base right now is very much 50-50. Some of them are business owners, some of them are not. So for me, I, you go either way as far as I'm concerned. But what I like about what we're talking about is that at the heart of the entrepreneurial experience is so much of the topics, let's say, that keep coming up in the world today, especially associated with careers, which is what this show is all about. And you're talking to me here when you when you talk about you know who I've decided to surround myself with and me being able to maybe pass some responsibility for the work that I do to other people. That's me recognizing my bandwidth. That's me saying, okay, at a certain point, if I don't have somebody to check in with once in a while and tell me like, hey, Steve, you said you were going to do this and you've not done it yet. Why have you not done it yet? Just for me to have that ounce of accountability within my world, I realized about halfway through this year is really important to me. And, and so that was why I decided in September to invest in my own coach. Yeah. And I've come to learn the more and more I research this industry, the best coaches, they all have coaches. Yeah. You know. Well, and, and again, you're right. This isn't a this isn't a don't do it. This isn't a should, shouldn't, whatever. But I think all of the things we are bringing up also apply beyond you know, starting a business, you know, defining what's important, defining the steps and all those things. It's like, I mean, that's just regular life stuff. Exactly. It's things exactly. that we don't, but it's things that we don't ever probably stop and do right. as much as we should. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I, maybe I talk about it a lot, but I don't know that I spend enough time defining it for sure. So again, I, I agree. It's not a, you know, we started out talking about where where you came from, where you're going, and and some of the ups and downs of that. And I'm sitting over here telling everybody, you better watch <laughs> yourself because you're going to get into this. But I, I guess it, I just I've seen it a lot. Yeah. Um, well, that, that that's what I I would love to hear that from you is because here I am. Maybe I'm still the most recent version of this that's come to you. Maybe there's been another since, but I'm sure. I've already come to discover it and I've only been doing this for 12 months is people that are considering entrepreneurship, people who have a side hustle that are thinking about making it their hustle total period, full stop. They come to someone who's already doing it and ask you, hey, what's it like? You know, And so here you are with 22 years experience of probably answering those types of questions. 
And the other thing, and that you've seen from our text messages and different things, because I'm always apt to send you just I'm random sure, messages, random messages no on large, no context. Yep. <laughs> that's because that's how my brain works. I think Steve would like to know this or to think about this. Uh, is that 22 years in? What I found that is that you still like. I still have to look like so. And for those of you who don't know, I've spent the last. 20 years, 22 years trying to build a life in fitness, mm-hmm. right? I am a very slightly above average adult triathlete, which mm. makes me not super fast at anything, right? but I can exercise for a very long time. Yeah. And I early on 30, you know, 20 years ago said I wanted to try to build a life about around that. And what I found in the last, you know, <clears throat> after having done it hmm. and now I'm in it, I still question, is this where I want to be? Am I mm-hmm. still who I say I am? Mm-hmm. Do I still have that that passion for those things? And I do, but what I'm telling you is if if it if I've done it for 20 years and achieved some level, I'm making the air quotes, yep. level of <laughs> success, but I get to do this for a living, sure. and I still question it, you know, that was probably my chuckle with the 10 weeks. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, exactly. hey, man, I'm questioning now and I've been doing this for forever. This episode of the Career Competitor podcast is fueled by Fresh Junkie. Folks, if you are looking for a fast and fresh approach to elite fuel and nutrition, then look no further than Fresh Junkie, a world where healthy food and incredibly fast, friendly service combine in concert for a food experience unlike any other. Baton Rouge folks, be sure to go grab yourself one of their many delicious salads or wraps from a highly diverse and equally creative menu today. Fresh Junkie, eat right, live big. Folks, a reminder with Christmas right around the corner, what better time to show someone how much you believe in their potential by gifting a copy of my new book, Shock the World, a competitor's guide to realizing your potential. In my debut book, I offer insight into the journey I went on when I guided an unknown yet talented swimmer in Brooks Curry in less than two years into a U.S. Olympian and Olympic gold medalist. Furthermore, the book pulls from 18 other stories from the four years of this podcast that embody many other qualities and examples of what it takes to realize one's potential. With exercises scattered throughout and glimpses of my own personal journey too, Shock the World is the book you and your community did not know they needed to make 2023 the year you collectively take steps towards realizing your potential. Order it on Amazon today, or for folks based in the United States, go to careercompetitor.com and order your own signed copy from me, Steve Meller, and set yourself up for a year where you go and shock the world. The reason we, you know, we kind of went down that whole path of questioning and defining the work and the things that we want to do is that because after, again, after doing it for a long time, you know, those are the questions that that are still going to be there. And, yeah. and I think that, you know, you've done a good job so far being able to uh, be open to not deciding i i I do i do i do remember that in one of our early 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 meetings i was like you can't be rigid like you can't decide this is all you're going to do because i just don't think you know yet so um the questions are still going to be there for a lot of you and the the goal is to to just 
get a little better at it and do understand that, you know, it is better than wearing a suit every day if you don't want to. <laughs> if that's if that's what you want and that's what makes sense to you, absolutely. And I think something you were saying here amongst a few things, um, I actually want to start with the, the the conversations, the back and forths that you and I have on a complete random uh, text message here and there. And at the heart of it, a lot of the time, the running theme is how you and I both deal with holding ourselves accountable and starting to get to the heart of that a little bit. Because I think that's a message that will start to resonate with anyone listening to this, whether you're someone who's very comfortable and happy in their place of work, considering a new job, considering entrepreneurship, established entrepreneur, doesn't really matter. This notion of accountability and saying, okay, what is the difference? What is the difference between one's ability to hold themselves accountable versus the ability to hold others accountable because here I am now doing what it is I'm doing. And I think a lot of the time when I start working with a new client, their assumption is that they've now hired someone who's going to hold them accountable. And one of the first things I like to now say, and I say this now because I got to the heart of what this word actually means, is I talked about the notion of facilitate accountability because facilitating something it's not just making it easier it's actually giving someone the tools equipping someone to make it easier for themselves so a lot of my year has been spent around how do i get others to learn accountability for themselves and create a structure where they don't have to feel like hey if i don't do this steve's going to be upset with me because that is not why i got into this space and I say all this because I know it all speaks to you because I know we speak about this all the time, but I'm curious with, with your 20 plus years doing this, what, what does self accountability look like to someone who answers to themselves and only themselves on a day to day basis? Well, um, I think it, you know, it goes back to one of those things I, I said towards the end of the first half of this where it was are we who we still say and purport to be Mm. and by that you know again did you did you stop and you know decide what you're about it's not necessarily just like what's my why but like am i the type of person how do i want to be seen by what's by other people like do i want to be somebody seen as somebody that's always coming in late to meetings and sliding into home and procrastinating or do I want to be more of the person that's seen as somebody that's always ahead of the game and finishing and doing what I say they do and and, and in life and I know especially with me there, there's a mixture you know you're a balance of all those things mm-hmm. you, you you as much as we want to be the the person that does everything and achieves it all by the deadlines and does everything we say there it's life like mm-hmm. like things matter um and so to be accountable over the years, it's, it's, it's being accountable to not just yourself, but like who we say we are. Mm, principles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like it, it, it's, it's, it's as much about that as anything. Like it's caring about that too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go like I, I've, I'm staunchly violently anti fast food. Right. Like, I won't eat if my option is Chick-fil-A or nothing. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what I am. Right. And that's what I'm going to be. Right. 
And so those are the things that like, those are my, I know somewhere, I know where my lines in the sand are on a lot of things. And those, some of those things make it easier to live. Some of them make them harder to live. Sure. But I, I know that there's a lot of things that I, you know, that I self-advertise maybe that I'm not going to go against. Mm -hmm. And so that creates a level and a system of accountability to me. That's pretty easy. Mm -hmm. Like if I do X, you know, I don't do Y. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm just not doing Y, then that's easy. Right. Like life isn't always as easy to be black and white like that, but those are the things that's, those are some of the the things like for a long time, I remember I did a, a, a talk and it was about, you know, it was basically like I said, if it makes it healthy, mm-hmm. I do it. Right. Or if it can make people better or make them healthier, I do it. If it does not, I do not. Mm. Like this was the, this was the this, the that world was black and white. that was that yeah. I lived in and yeah. that I have created for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, like I trained hard and did a big race in September, and since then I haven't really been motivated to run or, or do any of those things. But you know, one of the things that just gets me off my rear and is like, hey man, this is this is who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, you can change what the the things that you're doing are, but you're going to continue to do something. It's kind of like with my kids. It's like, hey, I don't care if you run or swim or bike or play tennis or right. whatever. You do something, but you're going to do something, right? Because we're not going to sit here all day, right? And that you know, and and that's you know, even when I'm not having my best go round of of fitness or whatnot, I'm like, hey, but this is. This is what you said. Mm-hmm. These are the things we're going to do, and you continue to do them. So, yeah. and, I mean, I well, think that's it. Yeah, and, and you bring it back around something that came up, believe it or not, in our first conversation over a year ago, which was something I presented to you that I termed the minimum standard. And yeah. it's something that having presented it in that conversation, which may have been the first time I ever kind of realized, hey, that's kind of what I've been calling it all these years. It's something I talk about now with clients religiously because – one's minimum standard is is quite frankly the way in which you can put your head on the pillow at night and say i'm i'm still despite the result i'm still happy with how i went about what i did or who it is i am on this given day or how i treated so and so in this given meeting whatever it might be and i think so much of accountability stems from how we can connect with those minimum standards and who it is we're holding those minimum standards for, you know, because so much of what you said there, like the the immediate beneficiaries of those minimum standards of yours, one, you, two, those you love, three, your business, like th- these are all things that matter to yeah, you significantly. For sure. Um, at the heart of who you are and what you do and why you do what you do. And and so for me, I, I, I bring all this up because I think so many out there listening to this will be thinking, okay, habits, like what What are the habits that I need to implement to become more accountable? Or what are the habits I need to implement to become a success in 2023, whatever it is. But sometimes there's a simpler way of going about this where we say, well, listen, what if you have the right principles as you're alluding to here, and then you have the right standards that you hold yourself to when it comes to those principles? Yeah. I mean, again, and I will say there's, it's easy to sit here, uh, both you and I, and, and mm-hmm. speak in these very absolutes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and I think there is there is some, uh, the honesty of, of, of us talking about it now and, you know, how you and I have been, I've been talking to you recently about like, 
again, just questions of that, right? Yeah. Like, am I still, am I still that person? Do I yeah. still want to be that? And every, you know, when I sit down and I can remove myself from either, you know, a stressful race season or, you mm. know, I've got too much on my plate. If I, if I can remove myself, I always come back to it. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and it's like, okay, so, all right, maybe the last five or six weeks that you've been, you hadn't done as much running as you think you needed to. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares about that, but you, like right. you have an option. You can get right. up today and do something mm-hmm. and write the ship or not. And ultimately I always, I always come back to those things. Like I'm always going to, I think always it's been 20 years. I feel that's a pretty strong run. <laughs> I feel like I'm always going to want to do things that help others become healthier and better. Mm-hmm. And I know that to do that, there's things I have to do every single day. And yep. those, those things, it starts with me again, even if it's riding, you know, yesterday I was like, I'm just going to go ride the bike for a little while. Mm-hmm. Came home and did some strength workout. It was like, it was a, the it wasn't, you don't have to you don't have to run a marathon every like you don't have to be training for something right, just right. to get up and move and and do the things that you need to do I mean, I, it's why when i go to the gym every, everything that i do within the gym not to make this all about exercise and stuff but every time i go to the gym doesn't matter what day what i'm doing at the gym i always put in these little stations that i create for myself 20 push-ups yeah because if i'm doing something four or five times through by the fourth and the fifth round, 20 push-ups becomes hard. Right. And I have a decision around number 13, 14, 15, whether or not I do the next five. Yeah. And no one knows. No one knows the decision that well, I now, make in well, that now situation. We do. Now you do. <laughs> now if you see do. me, if you're counting next time you see me at the gym, just look away. Yeah. Um, but the that's the that's what's so to me at least, is always it's always made me laugh. It's made me chuckle privately. Is it's like why do you care about numbers 18, 19, and 20 so much that if you don't do it, you will actually remind yourself of it later that day. You will remind yourself in a private setting, you didn't do all 20 on that fifth round. I came home yesterday and I've decided, you know, I'm, I'm terrible at strength training. So I've decided to, you know, at least do something mm-hmm. three days a week. And I came home and there was some, I just, I don't know, looked up something on YouTube and I have dumbbells and I have a kettlebell here. Mm. And I... Had, I don't know, it was like four sets and it was supposed to be 10 or whatever. And I was like, on the third set, I'm going to do 12. And on the fourth set, I'm doing 15 because that's what I do. And that's what I'm going to do. (laughs) Nobody knows about that but me in my driveway (laughs) after my measly little ride. And I could have been holding five pound dumbbells. Right. That's the accountability that you're talking about, though. Mm -hmm. I, and I think it's important that we're talking about physical activity, not just because that's kind of where I've laid my groundwork. You and I spoke, and I'm and I'm curious, and I think it matters for entrepreneurship. I think being it's not just a fitness thing, but I, how many of the folks? This is turning into a question. How many of the folks yeah. that you work with now? Do you? What am I? What I want to get at is, I feel like when you started out, you may you weren't weren't necessarily worried about people being physically fit. How many of the people that you work with now are physically fit and find that as a piece of what makes them successful? I will answer that question by saying at some point within the process, since we started to where we are today, how how much they're willing to invest and care about their physical well-being has come up. At yeah. some point within our work, it's not necessarily always been 
the reason why we've started. In fact, I don't think it's been that way for anybody. But at some point, and I, I can say this just from one example of, with a client, is that they had this way of explaining it to me where they would notice someone who clearly, if they walk into a room, it's like, oh, you know, that guy clearly works out. He's made that his thing. Yeah. He's made that his thing. And, oh, that that lady over there, you can tell she does whatever it is she needs to do to be to look that way, to be that way, to act that way each and every day. And so it kind of started that way. And in that statement of they've made that their thing, what I loved about that is it opened this massive door to everyone I work with to get to the heart of why. Like, why does someone make something their thing? And to go one step further, isn't there more than one thing that we can make you know, our thing within ourselves, each and every, because here you, here we are talking about health and fitness right now. Yeah. That's great. But we've also talked about entrepreneurship. We've also talked about how we maybe treat other people, you know, all this sort of stuff. I think it's really telling that so much of what we do, when we actually look at the big picture, we're so busy at times trying to pinpoint, Hey, this is my thing. This is what I do. Well, this is what I not do. Well, what, how do we make this about the whole package? How do we just focus on the package and the package alone and say, what about our every day, all day, every day, things that we do, how much can we just continually bring that stuff to the table and see all the benefits in all aspects of our life? Yeah, I, and I know I know we, we didn't go into this for a health and fitness thing, but the more and more I think about it, and I don't think it's just defined because of my sphere of experience. Mm. Like to me, again, like I, I tell people this all the time. They're like, oh, I can't do, I'm not going to do Iron Man. Like you know, that's not what I'm asking of you. I'm asking you to, to care about your health <laughs> and do something that, right. you, that you enjoy enough to get up and do it three to four days a week. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm asking for you. Right. Because how we invest in ourselves is how we invest in every single thing. That's it. That's it. And if you want a better chance of being a successful entrepreneur, mm-hmm. a better husband, a better this, a better that, a better whatever, I think you invest in your health. Yeah. And I, I think, love that. I and mean, I, I mean, and, I know, you know that we didn't come in here to talk about no, that. No, but, but, the, you, but we got, you, you found a much more slick way of saying what I spent about a minute trying to say, which is, is that of, if you want, if you want success anywhere, start with you pretty much. And and if you want consistent success in all aspects of life, start with you. And that's kind of where we're going here is, you know, for me, I've done a few speeches now this year and um, at at a few of them, I've, (laughs) I've, I've asked the questions to the audience when I'm trying to sort of make the, the impact statement of, you know, the importance of habits and the importance of routine and the importance of being consistent with yourself. I like to say, hands up, who knows what they're having for dinner tonight? And I have yet to be in a room where more than half the room is able to put their hand up. For sure. Because it's not a priority. Yeah. Because it's like, well, I'll figure it out when I get home or I'll figure it out on the way home, whatever it might be. It's going to be something along those lines where instead of it being a priority, instead of it being something that is an extension of self where it's like, hey, I, because I want to have great energy tomorrow because I want to have a great night's sleep tonight, I'm actually going to care about what I eat tonight for dinner. And I'm going to plan what I have for dinner maybe for most of the week within reason. Yeah. Something small like that. It's a tiny, 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 tiny detail. 
but it's a detail nonetheless that can make you suddenly go, wow, that's one example of how I do that. Where else do I do that in my life? Do I do that with the gym? Do I go to the gym when it fits my schedule as opposed to make the gym part of my schedule and so on? And you start to see this potential knock-on effect when it comes to what it means to be who it is you want to be each and every day and then the priorities that come with that. Right. I mean, nobody, I don't think anybody turns around and goes, I want to be unhealthy. Right. But again, it's kind of that how you do anything is how we do everything. And when you can't, I don't know. I, I just, I'm not going to harp on it too much because this is, I know this is the thing that a lot of people say I harp on all the time, but I, but it means, I think it matters and I think it matters beyond just the, uh, you know, the, oh, I, I want to be healthier. Like I've always said that if I have, a, uh, when I worked in the running shoe business, so I sold running shoes mm-hmm. and the running shoe business is populated by runners who a lot of them ran in college who were far greater runners than I would ever be. Mm-hmm. And it's also populated by guys who will never run again because they can't run as fast as they used to. And they never, and I'm like, I remember speaking with my national salesman, like my boss mm-hmm. one day. And then I remember looking at him and him being looking back kind of a gas. And I said, the day that this job takes anything away from me wanting to run is the day I don't do it anymore. Mm. Like, why, why are you doing this if you don't love to run anymore? Right. And he looked at me like, Number one, how, I can't believe you would say that to your boss. I'm like, whatever. Right. Number two, I was like, why aren't you, you know, if, if this job has killed your joy of running, why are you working and running? Mm-hmm. Like that would be the double death to me, right? Right. Like not only do like you lose, hate your lose job. The and then be reminded of it. And then be reminded yeah, 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 of it yeah, yeah. 24-7, right, how much right. you hate your job and right. hate, hate the thing. So it is my thing. It is why is I harp on it. But I, I, I truly do believe though that, you know, this creating habits and creating schedules and creating these things that make us successful at things start for me. I'm a terrible afternoon person working out. I hate working out in the afternoon Mm -hmm. to me, waking up in the morning, doing a workout sets the tone Mm -hmm. for my life, for everything. Right. And so, and that, that includes entrepreneurship. It includes everything. Yeah. And so that, that's, I guess, why I harp on it so much. So. No, but I, I love it because, you know, we're, we're getting onto habits. We've also learned why it is you're unhirable uh, in the process. So Yes, and <laughs> my friend Dave, if Dave Lambert's out there, he, he understands. But Dave and I still remain great friends. Good. Um, well, the, the, this notion of, of habits, and we've probably got about another five or ten minutes, but, I, you know, this notion of habits, I think, again, it, it would come up in the form of technique, in the world of swimming, I would you know that that was what habits were really in yep. the pool. We would work on technique all the time, and that was a reinforcement or holding someone up on on good or bad habits. And then here I am today doing what I'm doing, working with business owners, working with leaders, even some people that aren't necessarily in roles of leadership within their company. They just happen to be competitive and trying to work their way through what they're doing. At the heart of so much of what we do is how do we enforce change, you know, and, and, and a great way to do that is with better habits. And I like having this conversation with you now because here we are about to turn into December. This may come out in December and it's that time of the year. What am I going to do? What's my, what's my New Year's resolution going to be this year, guys? What am I going to do through January and February, guys? Like it's, it's going to get back to that conversation and hear the statistic every single year you know, most resolutions are done within however many weeks, whatever it is. 
we're about change and long-term change on this podcast. And, and that's the business that you and I are both in yep. is that of long-term change. I'm curious for you, when you look at the long-term changes that you've been able to make at times, at checkpoints within your career, what's been at the heart of that? The habits that when I when I started doing what I do for you know again working in the in the businesses that I work in that are healthy I made it a non-negotiable one of the reasons I wanted to do it is I was going to give myself the opportunity to train first every day mm. and after all this time to not do that is almost like a slap in the face to why I did it in the first place and why I was doing it. So it's mm. kind of one of those sorts of things. I will tell you that I, um, I used to be staunchly anti, I hate the office. I hate, I need more structure back. We've, our company's been without an office for a year or so. And I have been, it's been the, one of the harder years of my life mm. from a work standpoint and being able to have habits i don't work well at the kitchen table when given the opportunity to to do many things i do many things and don't have i don't have an office at home so i don't have like a carved out space right and so those successful habits for me i mean it's a good time to talk about this because i'm in the process of trying to figure out like how as i approach the new year from a work standpoint right right um you know, what are the, what are those habits? I, I think that, you know, the first thing, and I say it with every single thing, um, I coach people on is you just start, you have to start with something. There it is. Um, you know, I find that because I have a lot of different things that I do, I have many different things that I can do in any day. So I've begun to, to, uh, manage stress better it's like, what's the thing that if you did it will alleviate the most stress first? Right. Do that. <laughs> now, what are the things that have to get done today that are other things? Mm -hmm. You know, so a little bit of defining and a little bit of planning those things out so that you can, you know, the day before preferably so mm -hmm. that you can hit the ground running in the right. morning. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I, I keep using the word define. It's like it's, you got to define the, the things that are not just important to you, but important for getting the job that and the responsibilities that you have done. Like you yeah. have to be able to define them and you can't, I am not really wired for that sort of organization stuff. So without mm. structure, I, I, I tend to be a little bit all over the place. Mm. And so those are things that again, like I get through it all, but not, you know, sometimes not in the way that I purport to want to show up. Sure. Right. So, yeah. Those are things that, you know, I continue to work on, you know, from a physical fitness standpoint with, you know, talking about New Year's and people doing stuff. Um, I like, I tell people like, hey, you got, you're, you're doing nothing right now. 10 minutes is better than no minutes. <laughs> 15 minutes is better than 10. 20 is better than 15. Like yeah. start somewhere. Agree to, you know, I had a kid that was running poorly and I was like, agree to run the first mile. Mm. Like all you have to do like yeah. because you and you and i both know once you get into something you 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 it's the age you got to start yeah and you got to continue to start and you have to do your best to plan so that your start every day is yielding the things that are you know 
important for your responsibilities. Yeah, man. I mean, it, it reminds me. I was I was on a podcast that was probably one of my proudest achievements this year was was being on this podcast, Inside Personal Growth, and uh, you know, it was for me when I was on there, we got onto this notion of how you can just enforce change and and make change a consistent and so much of what I believe in and what I love working in is one addressing the fact that change is gradual Mm -hmm. Two, acknowledge the slight improvements that you make each and every time. And three, find a way to immediately identify ways to level up once you hit a specific checkpoint. And, And it's that, term momentum then suddenly comes to mind mm-hmm. it's like suddenly now we have momentum and the 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 host greg voison who who had me on that pod he brought up this term inertia and it was just like so many of us for whatever reason we can have the greatest plan we can have the greatest ideas but we just get stuck in being still yeah and and not building that momentum that is required to just to get going and my argument that I made both on that podcast and in my book, which I'm proud to say I've, I've only plugged the one time so far, um, yeah. is this notion of, hey, if you, can, if you can build the momentum to start and if it takes you announcing it to the world in order to do that, to, to create that accountability in your life to enforce change, then make the announcement or go to someone privately and say, listen, your job in 2023 is to tell me every time I stop doing what it is I'm telling you I want to be doing moving forwards. Like what does that external motivation need to be? Not motivation, sorry. Accountability need to be in order to actually implement the gradual change that is required to get to where it is you want to get to. Don't make it about the destination. Don't make it about the crazy goal for 2023 focus on the the immediate shift what is that first shift what does that first step look like and once you can do that like you said go from zero to 10 minutes of something suddenly things seem like they have a map if you will that you can start to move forwards it's it's about what will i agree to do tomorrow or maybe it's you know in tonight well Mm. but realistically is like you know what, what what am i willing to do tomorrow yeah like that's all you that's all I ask people to commit to. Right. Like, hey, I don't you know, I don't care if you don't worry about what's gonna happen in three months. Commit mm. to tomorrow. Yep. Every day. Yep. Um and you said something that was the inertia and the and about being I don't know, it, it's something that I've noticed from the structure of a an office about being still. Like when you're by yourself and you don't it's easy when you're by yourself working on something or whatever, and you're sitting there alone. Like you've got to surround yourself with people at some point, right? Uh, whether it's coaches, accountability partners, people that you you know will meet you to talk through ideas, people that'll meet you to. You have more people out there than than you think you do. But that's it. Plug, uh, number, plug number two for the book: shock your community, shock the community, which is chapter four in my book. <laughs> yeah, know, you, talk about building a community around you who's going to be your five who's going to be the five in 2023 that and this is a big part of it as much as you want to ask of them to sort of keep you going what are you going to bring to the table what are you going to show them that's worth investing in you know that's a big part of it too you're talking here about find those find those people to surround yourself with that's all well and good but if all they see is you bringing half of yourself all the time 
they're not going to want to bring their entire self yeah. to the equation. It, you know, I, I, I trained the last year by my, the last couple of years by, we used to have a big group Yeah, and it's dwindled down over time. Mm-hmm. And I miss that. I miss that community of, you know, of like-minded people that are all, you know, it feels like you're fighting the good fight. Right. You know, some, when you're doing it by yourself, you know, it, it, it can get old. So that's why I think I, I wholeheartedly believe in that, you know, and, and it's not just, I mean, the reason they call them accountability partners and the reason why the people talk nonstop about it is because it works. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, just asking a question, Hey Steve, how's it, how's that book coming? Hey, right. Hey, what, Hey, what are you, what are, what are we doing here? Hey, right. like, right. It doesn't have to be like, they don't have to tell you what to do. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just a, you know, a different looking mirror that's talking back to you and telling you the things that you're not willing to tell yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you look at the conversation we've had here, we started with this entrepreneurial scope, if you will, and then we moved over to this notion of accountability and we found our way to habits. And here we are now sort of talking about community and at the heart of all of this is ways, ways to give the platform, provide the platform to someone to be successful both individually and also collectively. And I think if you're listening to this and you're someone who is an entrepreneur, not an entrepreneur, an athlete, not an athlete, whatever it is, there's information here for you to stop and say, okay, how can I implement some of these notions and topics and ideas that Steve and Pat are presenting in 2023, not only to advance myself, but to be a catalyst for change for others as well. And I think we both come from a space where we're very passionate about exactly that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I'm just fired up that we're here and that you're not back, you know, you didn't move to, <laughs> I don't know, Western Kentucky to coach right. a, a swim team because you, after your 10 weeks, you said, hey, man, what ha- why didn't I, I have job. enough people? I need people? a job, I need a job. <laughs> that takes courage, and I, and I think that that's a thing that, uh, you know, people don't realize, so that good on you for that. But, you oh, know, we, we've got a lot more to do. Um I look forward to 2023 and I look forward to, uh, to doing this maybe a little bit more often. Maybe we can just figure out like a, a, a segment, a short one that, you know, we don't have to wait a year in between each one. Some, did someone say spinoff? I don't know, man. I don't know. The only right spinoffs I remember were like, Joni loves Chachi. That was terrible. <laughs> so we got to be careful what we ask for. Yeah, as long as it's not another Joey. I That's think Joey right. was another one. Um, but listen, man, you know how much I appreciate you. Um, I wish people realized just how much you, uh, you lower the standards of your own performance when you refer to yourself. You are not an above average um, <laughs> athlete for, for your age. You are a great, a good to great uh, version of that. And same goes for many other uh, walks of your life too. And I'm excited to continue following and watching your success over 2023 and hopefully being a, a support for maybe some new discoveries of your own well, um, in chapter 23 of this entrepreneur ride for you. Yeah, I know. 23. Good Lord. <laughs> Somebody asked me the other day, it was like, how long do you, have you had a, a, a place downtown? It was a restaurant that I have. And I was like, God, oh, it's, it's 20 years, almost 21 years. And they're like, how do you know so fast? Because like my daughter turned 20 and it right. opened a week before she was born. There so. it is. There it is. Oh, man. Good stuff. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, I appreciate it, my man. 